0: I'm Dietrich Hunter, and this is Curate Curiosity.
1: Look at, look at, look at, look at what you doing to me. Uh, it's been one year, four and a couple of weeks. This
0: episode is brought to you by the Weekend Cookbook. If we've gotta stay in, let's go all out. The food and cocktail recipes you need no matter the weekend plans. From date night to brunch, from pregame to midnight snacks to self care Sundays. The ebook can be purchased at theweekendcookbook.com. That's the W E E K N D cookbook.com. Stay connected with us on Instagram at Weekend Cookbook. That's W E E K N D cookbook. curiosity is a podcast built on the idea that strong community comes from exploring and experiencing life together we are a community of possibilities not a community of problems communities exist for the sake of belonging and it takes its identity from the gifts generosity and accountability of its citizens it is not defined by its fears its isolations or its penchant for retribution we currently have all the capacity expertise, programs, leaders, regulations, and wealth required to end unnecessary suffering and create an alternative future. Peter Block, community, the structure of belonging. 2020 is a year that will live in infamy for us all, but this year will be forever marked by the impact of organizers. From Black Lives Matter to supporting the largest voter turnout in US history, local and national community organizing has fueled new waves of old movements to affirm and secure long-denied dignities and rights. One organization that has had an invaluable impact on my friendships, my mental health, and my year overall is the Healing Chicago. This community is currently expanding its influence to provide seasonal relief for the students of Perspectives Middle Academy. The Healing Chicago Holiday Drive has the support of partners like Lululemon Chicago and many others, including listeners like you. Click the link in the show notes to partner with their mission to bring wellness and restore wonder in black and brown communities across Chicago. In this episode we'll continue our conversation with Paris by discussing her experiences navigating spaces in Chicago as a community organizer. We'll zoom out from our personal stories to discuss the mindsets and motivations that impact organizing for each of us in our communities and ultimately the world, our world. Here's part two of my conversation with Paris. Tell us a little bit more about Asada's Daughters.
2: Yeah, Asada's Daughters uh, is an org that was based in Chicago, um, really, really moved and centered in the teachings of Asada Shakur. Um, who, it's interesting that uh, a lot of her autobiography permeates throughout like organizing communities nationally. Different chants, of different poems she has, like have been turned into chants. Um, you know, like, uh, it is our duty to fight for our freedom, it is our duty to win. We must love and protect each other. We have nothing to lose but our chains. So Asada's Daughters was essentially um, an after-school organization, like this community org, where it was trying to provide a safe haven for gender nonconforming and also femme-identified young girls, um, providing them mentors who are in the movement, but as well as like really building up a political education within them to understand who they are the world they live in, and what they can then do in that world and then like lead to change for it. So it was real cool.
0: I love the idea too, that it started as a an organization with like an active footprint. It's something that could maybe have longevity outside of one goal, right? I mm-hmm. think that those kind of multi-dimensional, multi-step, uh, multi organizations are something that I think I would have an easier on into to understand and maybe participate. So thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you for outlining mm-hmm. that what pushed you in general or overall to enter and exit kind of some of those different scenarios and situations?
2: I think the main thing that pushed me to enter into different organizations was knowing that I had, I had a need. And I also had, I had action that I wanted to do. And so when I initially started organizing, I had this thing where I would just add everything to my plate. I'm being this, I'm being that, I'm being this, I'm being that and that just became very very consuming because a lot of things get really really jumbled different organizations really have different politics and they really have different strategies and even if everybody is centered around the same things they have different theories about how to go about them sometimes and so um when i first got into organizing i didn't know anything i didn't know nothing at all you know what i'm saying like i what was i wasn't a feminist wasn't a womanist uh was still Probably transphobic. Yeah, I was still transphobic. I wasn't homophobic anymore, but transphobic for sure. It was so many different things I did not know. And then these different organizations taught me. And as I was being taught, it was like I was being refined to know, well, this space no longer serves where I am trying to go and the service that I am trying to do. Because again, most of them do the same thing almost in different capacities, of course. Like they have the same goal, which is aka free all black people, you know, <laughs> like period. But it, you know, but it's like the the how that, that was very different. And so um really getting dedicated to stuff, being present, showing up, and being like, hmm, this is cool, but I wanna do I wanna see something different. I wanna see I wanna imagine something different and it was just like okay let me try something else and then uh the last org i was with i was just like you know i think the the thing is that i keep trying to join these organizations and hope that they can answer what i want to see different and they can't i have to create something and i'm not trying to create like a large community organization i'm creating efforts that like fuse those things together you know what i'm saying I knew that I had a big interest. Trayvon Martin had died. That messed me up. And Mike Brown was killed. And I felt like such a sense of something has to be done. And that spirit of something has to be done really led me to like piling a lot on my plate and consuming a lot of things that were not for me. You know what I'm saying? And like the whole wrapping up of the packages wasn't for me. And it wasn't that I still wasn't supposed to do that work. It was that I was supposed to do that work in a different space. And I didn't know that. You know, because you didn't see these type of things created before, before 2015, what we see now was not what was, you know what I'm saying? I just saw people who were like radical and I saw people who were like boisterous and I saw people who were educated and not always like, you know, with a degree, but sometimes like mugs on the street would be the smartest people you'll ever meet in your whole life. The way that they could formulate their thoughts to say, this was the world we lived in. I needed to absorb that because I, there were things I couldn't learn from my own you know what I'm saying and it was like I picked those things up and I was like hmm I have different thoughts I have different strategies I have different have different ways that I want to build with people and so yeah that was like kind of the reason why I moved around
0: Sometimes when I'm speaking to people or listening, really, I get like these mental metaphors. And the one I was kind of getting this time is like this idea, like two different very ideas. Like one is like a tool belt, like kind of like we talked about before. It's like you went from org to org to, you know, learn how to use and be introduced even to new strategies, new tools, right? Things that you can add to that belt um, and activate when necessary, even in spaces down the line, or in this building project that you seem to be potentially undertaking personally. And Mm -hmm. I think the other idea is this idea of like, a, like kind of like a quiver. I know this is kind of old, and it is kind of like scriptural. Quiver is like what you keep all your uh, arrows in, right? So it's like, what you what you want to do is like, I mean, last thing you need is a bow with no arrows, right? So like, all this passion, all this idea, all this whatever, but like, quiver's got to be full to be effective yeah. so it's like this idea of you know yeah really going from org to organ, like sharpening up and like really understanding like you know what you can glean from this experience that experience to to fill up your quiver so that you have some tools to to be yeah. effective in either building or fighting
2: no like that's exactly it so we talked like a lot about i talked a lot about my grandmother to me she was like my my mother figure right my grandmother really pushed upon the idea of education but then i have a grandfather who was like my father figure he didn't have a lick of none, okay? But he was so educated in life. And so it was kind of like at some point I realized there's certain things the institution is not going to teach me. There's only certain things I can get from my life experience. And my granddad would just kind of like push me in my ways of thinking, even push me in the ways I interact with folks. And so there were things I was getting because when I started organizing, I was in college. I was about, I was getting a degree. And that made me stay in college an extra year, a fifth year, so I could study more. if I could, I would be a social scientist in real life. And through my art, I slick am. I just don't have, like, the paper qualifications of it. But it was like, at some point, I just didn't want to be an artist. I needed to understand some things. But then my grandfather, like, his experience is always teaching me of learning from where you're at. I was like, I need to be in spaces where I can learn. I can learn through doing. I can learn through reading. I can learn through guidance. So, yeah, I had to get all these different tools and add it up.
0: That's real. That's one of the other side questions I have besides that metaphor is like, in your opening answer, you were saying something about like theories, right? This idea of like, you could grow these different theories and understand these different places um, that you were navigating different organizations with different strategies and theories. Do you feel like there was a lot of formal education that happened there? Or was it mostly? And when I say formal, I mean, like, was there like a lot of like reading lists? Was there a lot of book clubbing? Was there a lot of going to lectures or was it something that was more learned by doing, learn by action?
2: It was for sure learned by doing, learn by action. I think in all the different orgs, except for Sada's Daughters, like we read that book and it was a thing of like really trying to understand it and dissect. And even within that, because we were doing like weekly lessons, we had to learn stuff just to be able to teach it out. But a lot of it was learned by doing and I think one of the hardest things to do is that when you when people are coming to you to do something, it's hard to keep all those people organized. It wasn't a similar model as like, you know, during the Black Power uh and Black Panther movement where they were being everything about them was structured and disciplined to the point where they had to do a certain number of reading. And I think that all those different orgs wanted to push that in some way or some capacity, but organizations actually don't have a really big active membership. And so it's hard to tell the same few people who are out doing the work, like doing, like in the work is a lot. You know, it's not, it ain't no clock out work. It's some, um, OK, cool. I just got off of work now. I got to go to a training. I, you know, It's like, it's hard to get them also to then, you know, read a whole bunch because they have jobs on top of that and some of them have children you know so a lot of it all of it mostly was through doing but then you meet a lot of people who have read a lot of things and so they'll tell you about books and they'll tell you about excerpts and which is really cool because i love to learn
0: i ask because i think that that's something that honestly sometimes makes me feel sub qualified to you know get involved sometimes because i've i've thought you know, I haven't finished all of that new kindy book. Like I, I've, I've listened to a few different either podcasts or panels and it's like, they all were referenced like a handful of activists and organizers from the past generation. And I'm like, yo, I am just hearing of this guy. Like I need to sit my butt down. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I need to yeah. go chill because I'm not on that link yet, that wavelength. And I don't want to get into something like you said, where I can, I'm committed to something that I'm actually not committed to in theory. And then I'm not committed to in action. You know, what I mean, like, I think the commitments I make, I want to follow up and follow through on. So I think that that has made me um, pause, but it's good to know that the barrier to entry isn't actually some formalized, you yeah. know, list of to do's or to don'ts it's yeah. just showing up being committed to growing together and that's yeah. something i could do that's something I
2: could it's do. like the longer you're in it you start reading on your own like it's hard to get a whole bunch of people doing stuff and i think that's that's often like a major barrier that a lot of people have um because they feel like well someone is speaking a certain way i have to speak that way to be around and it's like you don't and i think that kind of prevents a lot of people from, from joining organizations And sometimes maybe even people like perpetuate that within the orgs. I'm not about to like front and act like that don't happen either. You know what I'm saying? Like not about to hold you. Uh, But it's a thing of like, we're connected to liberation. Okay. And so liberation is the only thing that like is moving forward.
0: What would you tell someone who's looking to get involved? We've kind of started to transition towards that idea in my Mm -hmm. talking about my personal experience, but what would you tell someone who wants to get involved in their local community um, seeking to either build community or, you know, grow their sphere of influence?
2: that's a really good question because when i did it i just went to twitter and i asked like i was like i want to join something and then people started sending me stuff and that's literally how i joined a lot of these organizations but also understanding like safety and protection some different orgs you know like it takes a a process to join um i would say try to start doing education with yourself and then start researching what are different organizations that are in your community and as you're educating yourself really start Asking yourself what do you believe, and then the why, like why do you believe that? And then, if you can push for creativity, ask like, what would that look like, right? So my what is that? Like, okay, I believe in prison and police abolition. Why? It has never seemed to benefit my family um, from those who have been incarcerated. I have father figures, so I have three fathers, right? One is a biological one. I have like you know my stepdad and then like my mom's boyfriend. Um, So my biological father has been in and out of prisons. One of my uh, father figures is like a federal agent, you know, a federal, um, yeah, federal agent. Then the other one is a police officer. So like looking at the ways in which they navigate different things, it's like, hmm, I think that we still should abolish the whole system because that works better for us. So just asking yourself, like, what do you believe? Why do you believe in it? And like, of course, it's a much bigger answer. And then what would that look like? Start chewing on that. So when you start going to different organizations, like people are never, if you show up to an organization, they're never not going to give you work to do. But I think sometimes what happens is people do the work and they never form the ideas for themselves. Mm. And then you kind of have this like robots who are just doing stuff. But that's, that's not how you show up to be your best self and do the work. You know it's like you have to have an idea for yourself and like really really look out for your neighborhood and see what different orgs exist because there are organizations everywhere and even if there isn't one like maybe directly in your neighborhood because you know sometimes we live in different places try to connect with the org that is like a national thing you know because then you can be learning things from that,
1: that that
0: you're listening to Loteria by Bardo. You can find more music from Bardo on Spotify, Tidal, Apple Music, and SoundCloud. Now let's get back to my conversation with Paris. I don't know. I think the ground up thing always sounds like fun and I'm like idea person. So I'm like, Oh, a new idea. Like, let's go, you know? And I think that that's, it's hard to identify for sure that I'm like identifying something that needs to actually happen. Um, And then the next step for me is like identifying that I'm the person to help it happen right? I think that those are always parts. And the third thing that I'm really working on, which is something that I've been really wrestling with since I've started working. And really, even before then when I was in high school, kind of doing kind of like summer stuff and, you know, working at camp or working down here, like I've always had a real struggle, especially in working with youth or with just people in general. And and. Ending relationships that need this deep impact, right? Or, like, the word that Albert uses posterity, right? This idea of like, how, where does this exist when I'm gone? How does this continue? And I think that that part has, uh, feels like it negates so many positive experiences that I've had, um, even down to where I feel, you know, real deep pains and like separation and like ending things, even things that are scheduled to end, <laughs> because it's like, I know that what was happening when I was present, not because I'm a savior, not because I'm perfect or any of those things, but I know that I identified something that wasn't happening. And I I was hopefully adding something that, that needed to be added. So now that I'm stepping away and there doesn't seem like there was a huge plan for continuing that, what will stand in there, what will fill that hole, right? Not again, no, and no way like putting that on me to be like, Oh, I got to go and like help everybody. Like, no, but like this idea of like there is an impact here and that relationship was meaningful and the absence of that might have an adverse impact. And I think I want to just be mindful of that. And you know, the jobs that I take, my first job was, uh, Croc Center Chicago after college and I I chose I was there for like two years. I loved it. But when I left like that was the overwhelming emotion is like I've like worked. I've like been in these like middle schools. I've like met with people just cold call just like showing up to schools and trying to get programs off the ground and like all these things and walking blocks and knocking doors and all this stuff and building relationships and community with youth, and then leaving right and being like what like some of that and then hearing from the kids like this program just ended. They're not doing it again next year. We lost the funding for that. Or this, you know what I mean? And like, and just being like, yo, not sure how to like walk that forward. So I asked that question in part selfishly to understand and to dive into this idea of how do we sustain the things that we enter into and navigate, you know, chapters of of that.
2: So um, I I read this, this devotional by uh, Joyce Meyer. TT Joyce, hey TT. Um, and today, October twenty eighth, the the thing was when to say no. And so it says Jesus said to them, My food, my nourishment is to do the will, the pleasure of Him who sent me, and to accomplish and completely finish His work, as John four. 34. And the whole devotion is kind of goes over how like we overextend ourselves and we overextend ourselves to places that we essentially don't have grace. That's like something I'm adding to that, right? When I said we don't have grace, we on our own can start everything but what will be able to be sustainable actually was, was attached to our purpose. And I think one of the things is like being very honest and being very real. That I think sometimes we have a Jesus complex or we have a martyr complex, especially in community organizing work where it's like everything's like it's on an individual. No, the work that you are meant to do in this life, have the faith and have the belief that it will be done. It will be done. Even if you don't make it to see the end of the work, It will be done and so sometimes I think that like because of people's ideas of what they think they should do is so much bigger than what it's actually supposed to do it's just like those small steps of building out I'm not saying don't dream because I'm a creative I believe in dreaming that is not what I'm saying at all I think that oftentimes everybody wants to have an organization that has lasted as long as NAACP or everyone wants to have an organization that is as big as you know what I'm saying? I think about all the businesses. Like, people don't want to be a small business owner. They want to be a Fortune five You know, it's like, what were you created to do? And then knowing that you were created to do it, it's not going to die. You're going to build the relationships along the way. You're going to train up the people along the way. Or somebody's going to train you and they're going to put you in a position. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, just kind of like really being centered. I didn't have all that guidance at that point. I needed to know some things. I needed to figure out some things. I needed to to overextend myself and realize that I was picking up work that was not supposed to be picked up by me. For me to figure out what work is attached to me and it's going to live regardless if I'm alive or not. And if I figure out like the blueprint of what this should look like or what my role should look like, you know, have you ever met somebody that they, um, so think about our old buildings operations person, right? When I say names, mm-hmm. the way that she worked that role, baby, okay, <laughs> that's her name all over it. Of course, we have somebody else in the role now, and she's doing amazing, but like I could have never fathomed anybody else working that role. So, so, this is about having faith to know that you're going to do the work that you're actually being called to do.
0: I think another layer that I am hearing, but also I'm like leaning towards as I listen to you is what I said to you before, these aspects of the tool belt, right? There are some valuable things that I learned there that like I wasn't able to provide. And this is a layer that I, I think I've digested more in my second um, position exit, right? Of like exiting uh, Milwaukee Collegiate Academy, the school I worked at in Milwaukee um, after being in TFA for a while is like, there are so many things that I can give and that I will bring that are unique and special. And in that time that are needed or good, right? Or however you want to define that but the the same could be true and is true really for the next person right is there's a there's like kind of almost like a overlay of the things that were like seeping through the cracks when I was there will now be caught by someone else and the things that I was doing maybe you know you know overlooked or left out or all these different things so I think that that's another layer that I think is worth expressing is a you know not every time, like there are seasons, you know, under the sun. It's not like my whole life is supposed to be like just at this thing, whether it feels good or not, right? Because I can be right, I can be there right now and be miserable, you know what I mean? And then I'm not walking in purpose anyway, right? <laughs> so, and then the other half is, um, yeah, people have seasons and chapters that that kind of enter and exit, and I think that that's always been hard for me for the reason that you really expressed. I think the part that I definitely feel like most identifies me is, is I do want things to have a longevity to them and an impact that is like, that makes me understand my role as something that was here and is gone. You know what I mean? So I think that because I I don't want, I don't want the work to go unfinished. You know what I mean? Not because like, I need to be like, established Dietrich Hunter, like none, none of that nonsense, but the idea of like, Like, I don't want to pretend that like some of the spaces that I've been in and a part of, you know, don't need to be there. Just like you were saying, like black liberation needs to happen. Right. So it's like these aspects of these orgs that maybe have not accomplished that thing that they set out to do and are maybe feeling that way. I think it's worth mentioning that, you know, some of what you're learning on the way is still fruit. Right. It isn't. Mm
2: -hmm. It doesn't
0: have to become a vineyard to produce fruit. You know what I mean? So I think the best way-
2: And for somebody else to potentially walk in and for them to be able to eat from that, you know, the device the, the that, that they didn't plan but you did. You know what I'm saying? But I do think sometimes in our head, we oftentimes, because we don't imagine our lives to be small, we don't want our lives to be unfulfilled. So when we think about starting something, it's always huge, okay? Like at this point we see on Instagram, people started selling bags in their living room and now they have warehouses. So in three years, I'm imagining a warehouse baby you might just be at a storefront and that's going to be a good blessing for you you know what i mean so it's just like the humility of knowing that my role is to be a servant and not to be all those other things like visual storyteller educator that sounds cute for me okay that sounds real cute for me but i'm a servant (laughs) I'm i'm a servant and i'm in a very i just serve and when i'm not supposed to serve this no more i have a new assignment and when i don't have no more assignments i'm gone
0: that's real yeah. Shout out to like all the mutual aid and everything happening right now. And like with food and all these different things. Yeah. Cause I think like there's two orgs that come to mind. Like one is like a, in like a grassroots scenario, like my sister started this thing called boilers give back. And they were just like her and the Zetas and her and the Sigmas. They was out, they was just South side in yeah. it, yeah. just giving food. And I was just like, whenever y'all need a hand, like say the word, like I'm there. Cause that's just, for me was like that. It was like, this is a a tangible thing that you can do that leads and like since then i mean they're still doing that um like once a month you know either making meals or giving bags of groceries but you know she's moved uh to arizona and like done some different things in the last month or two and i think that it's kind of crazy like look at that and then on another layer and this isn't all the way new but like i met some people more recently uh with this organization called feed the crib Mm -hmm. and it's out of del dia produce and and a couple other layers there but yeah, shout out to to Feed the Crib and the people over at Del Dia, Liz and all of them. But like, it is bigger, you know what I mean? Like, it's one of those things that you look and you're like, ooh, like, like, I want to do that, you know what I mean? But at the same time, like, if we're all trying to do that, or if we're not valuing, you know, just this chapter, like, who knows who you gave groceries to, you know, on MLK Drive, Jasmine, you know what I'm saying? Like that. I- Yes, is the thing who knows who was there who got that burger that like you like smoked up your whole house to make all those burgers you yeah. know what i mean under the green line that day like you don't know so i think it's one of those things where we need to be very mindful of honestly it sounds like weird but like of just like those really in, like deep inclinations and like you said like walking in purpose even if it doesn't like and isn't envisioned with this crazy longevity because i think that I don't know if it's like an aspect of you know clarity like or whatever through white like white supremacy this like internalized deal of like oh i have to i have to like you know monetize this or this needs to be have this layer of longevity or like be formalized or whatever right like legitimize what'd you say
2: i think it's us trying to be comfortable like white supremacy like as black folks and as people who are trying to be the first you know like we have to break Mm -hmm. like a lot of ways of being first i'm sorry i didn't mean to cut you off Mm
1: -hmm.
2: um it's a thing of we plan to be comfortable, right? Like, when I think about the salary that I have now, I spent six years hoping and praying that I would ma- make this type of money. And I when I realized that I manifested that, I was like, dang, it took me six years to, be, to get here. Now, rather than saying, I'm gonna stay here forever, it's like, where can God take me in six more years? Let's go six more, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's not, it's just about like the material things, but it's just like, we try to get so comfortable because we come from a place of either not having or sometimes we want to get comfortable because they want to flex but it's like it, it comes from the idea of trying to be comfortable right so it's like right. i'm comfortable i planned for this oh this meets my expectation and one of this other <laughs> this devotion i was reading it was like when we start setting all these expectations and goals god is not god he becomes our assistant and he ain't that you right. know what i'm saying so it's just right. like <laughs> He, he not our assistant he don't do what we expect he's not about to you know get all the m M&M, and the blue m&m's about to No, he is doing what needs to be done and we need to adjust with that so sometimes like our expectations are based off our own comfortability and also our own trauma and that's not always rooted in our purpose
0: that's real i think that like there could be a whole list of wives that are way not about accomplish what i'm trying to accomplish quote unquote right and underneath Asking yourself that deeper question of, like, you know, why do I want to do this thing? What role does how I grew up, what role does, you know, my parents splitting up, what role does, you know, having this happen when I was a kid or not having this happen when I was a kid or not having this happen now how I wanted it to, or all these different things can play a role in these decisions that seemingly are disconnected, but are very much so tied together and they're trying to fulfill something. And I think for me, not to like push back against what you said I, I validate that and I'm sure that's true for some people I think the word came to me actually as you pa- paused me a little bit and the word is validation right it's mm-hmm. this idea of like how do I validate the decision that I've made to join this or join that or exit this or exit that and I think that that validation can come in the way of like you said wanting to make it bigger and better all the time it can also come from this idea of wanting to like you said have recognition like to flex and I think that 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 can teeter and oscillate between each other. I think though, for me, because of all those whys and those embedded things in me, mine is for sure, most likely on the validation train, this idea of like, how do I legitimize this? So that people don't look at me like I'm crazy for wanting to spend all my time this way. And so that hopefully more people join, right, which is the other thing for me that I'm like, I don't want to just be doing this. I want us to be doing this, you know, what I'm saying like that. And that's a hard thing to be like, well, no, like, Everybody's not going to come make burgers in the apartment and then take them outside and give them away. Like not everybody's into that. And also that's okay. You know what I mean? So I think it's a, the validation of like good things and like right, Really wanting to get the affirmation of saying like, this is important enough to do. This is important enough to pause on. This is important enough to sacrifice for, or fill in the blank is something that like that to feel legitimate in making those moves, but also to validate some of the places where I've, you know, been and 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 see as important um but the validation actually I think like you said comes from this um deliver like delivering on purpose you know what I mean and yeah. not resisting it because of what other people invest but really understanding that it was important to you because in a real way like it it is valid you know what I mean yeah because you know I mean?
2: so, yeah. like when you when you said that it's like if we put the if we put the last one that you said about like trying to bring other people in if we put that first then everything goes false because I don't feel like the, the the wanting to be validated for me so that people don't think i'm crazy has often been my thing right like why are you doing this or why are your dreams that and i just wanted to work so bad so that it's kind of like i did it i told you it would work. You it ugh, yeah, but yeah. then i realized that's a lot of energy put on people who if they're going to be believers they're going to be believers but i'm wasting energy and i'm wasting a lot of mental like you start literally churning ideas in your head yep. bouncing off like. Nope, it, it, it's just, nah, just move that out to the side. We are supposed to be witnesses to bring people into the good causes that we're doing. You know what I'm saying? It's like, that part is really where I'm at now. I'm not trying to, particularly when I started my company 72nd and Fresh and God told me to do a Bible study as my first weekly program. I said, Lord, what are you doing to me? Okay, because you know I was a heathen a year ago. So what are you doing to me, Jesus? You know what I'm saying? But it was just like, hmm, take myself off the back burner, take all the feelings that people who were once friends aren't going to vibe with it. And they have it, you know, saying? So they're not going to support in a way. So what the right people will come and to know that I'm trying to do something that encourages other people to process this and to replicate this in their own spaces yeah. so that whatever benefit, whatever service, because you' didn't go back to service, whatever service is happening here, it can happen in other spaces where I'm not. That's why I know my faith is working. I'm not focused on like, is it something that can sustain, you know, path? I don't know how long the Lord want me to do this, but I know it's a spark. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So the part about trying to encourage other people to join this work, I think that's always good. We're always supposed to be in a situation where it's not just we're receiving blessings, but we're being a blessing to somebody. And it's like, please look and see the joy that's in me when I'm doing blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. But that's not in the forefront of my mind. I just want you to come join because I think it would be a benefit to you. And I know that the right people always do and at the right time.
0: Yeah, and I think the other thing too is like there's so many layers and I know we keep just like ping-ponging. I just, the vibe is strong here.
1: Like,
0: <laughs> okay. You know, people are going to just have to roll with it and you know, <laughs> if you want to fast forward to the credits at the end, fast forward. but well, like, you we're gonna not, you're going to miss a blessing. Yep, hey, tell them. <laughs> like, I mean, like one, another thing is like, just like understanding how, Funny things can happen. Like I you know, I'm working at school and I I kick on this like kind of like Instagram podcast thing and it's about something that seems to interest me. A friend sent me this organization. Long story short, that's the outdoor organization I'm working with now. You know what I mean? So it's like there's no way I could have you know, I mean, planned and orchestrated. Yeah, that's what I want. Yeah, it sounds like a perfect storm to me. Yeah, I don't have to like live in Colorado to like try to make this crazy thing happen, you know. But like no like i'm gonna just be here and and i've gotten to just you know you know show some love to some kids on the north side in the last couple weeks shout out to lawrence hall um just like a month of just like teaching boys outdoor skills and these boys come from some situations that um rival some real real rough stuff sometimes so it's like just being able to like connect and not be because again this idea of validation like or even this what we're doing right now around being like you know will people how will people vibe with this how will people like like I'm not trying to be Joe Rogan out here. Like I'm, I'm definitely not trying to be Joe Rogan. Not, mm-hmm. No, nothing wrong with that. You do your thing, bro. But like, I mean, that is, yeah, exactly.
2: You don't <laughs> yeah. Like sometimes we show up and be like, okay, I am ready to be everything I want to be, and it should happen today. But if, if you, you got ready for it, you know what <laughs> I <Right, you, yeah>. saying? <laughs> oh my god, if we got everything that we said we wanted, it would. We have to realize there's purpose attached to our service. And like that purpose is sustaining for someone's life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the, there's life attached to our service. And so you can just say that you're going to step into this role, but you don't have the legs to stand on it and you don't have the mind to stay focused on it. So then when it fails, who are you impacting? Yeah, yeah. you can go find something else, but there's somebody who needed that. And so mm-hmm. it takes time.
0: I think that those losses are sometimes bullets dodged. That's how I I look at it is like, I thought about that this week, even because sometimes Audrey and I'll just like look back and be like, yo, we're married. Like, this is crazy. But like the number of times I was like, Oh, this girl, she's so sweet. This is going to be awesome. Her family's awesome. And like really good friends. Some people in the past, whatever. And this is just like one layer, right. Or even friendships where I'm like, Oh, I thought this was, I was going to like live with this guy or that guy. And like, we're going to go like travel and do all these things. And like, but like some of those are bullets dodged, you know what I mean? Like you have Straight not up. only lost an opportunity, right? But you've, you've really dodged some things that just weren't for you either for that time, literally, or just overall in your life. And I think that it's so fruitful to look back and say, I am where I need to be right mm-hmm. now, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And like, I think that that for me feels right. Um, and I am a feeler, you know what I mean, INFJs out there. But like, on the other hand, it's like, I'm also challenging the spaces that I'm in, right? I'm not just simply present and like just sustaining, I'm trying to build out really the world that I believe I'm called to be a part of. And I think that that's something that is powerful. And I think that really... Dives deeper, and I kind of, kind of is our last question is like, what do you think that new organizers need to hear? People new to that game? Because I think that I'm definitely not a full blown organizer in any way, but I've dabbled in a couple community organizations, and I would like to spread my wings if we're going to put down roots over here and stay over here, over and try Taylor But what do you think that new organizers need to hear?
2: So this is going to be kind of controversial especially when i say like i'm a police and prison abolitionist Mm -hmm. i believe that you are always meant to be gentle on people and that means every person Mm -hmm. every person regardless of their belief even if their belief is that you should not live be gentle with the person but be hard with the idea like be ruthless with the idea we should always be gentle with the person and be hard with the issue and i think that if you come in knowing that you realize it's a lot of grace for yourself because your ideas have the ability to evolve and grow over time yeah. and it gives you enough grace to be in relationship with other people because everybody got an idea that came from someplace and the same way it came to them it also can leave them but no. you don't you don't you know what i'm saying like think about how we did not eat meat when we came out the womb okay, we used to be connected to the insides of my mother's, you know, just, like, gobbling up whatever was connected to a little cord. and over time, we've adopted all these different tastes and all these different, like, mm. we've adopted all these things, same thing with ideas, that can be changed when you introduce it to them in a way where it's not yeah. like, oh, this thing, I don't like this, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's and like it, racism,
0: it, lose a taste for it.
2: You You know, yeah. it's like, yeah, it's it smells terrible, but now that you are, you're a more experienced person, you could put somebody on. Like, when me and my boyfriend, he started taking me to all these, um, I got this one favorite uh, uh, um, Crab Shack restaurant, somebody with some experience put me on, and they showed me something that was really, really good. And then they would take me there so I can get a real appreciation for that. Cause the girl only knew about catfish. Do you hear me? Okay, catfish and tilapia. all right? I know nothing about these crab legs. Okay, I was poor, all right? These little lapisels, they're delicious and the butter and the stuff. And I'm happy somebody was like patient with me and they introduced me to something that they were already really, really familiar with. And I think if we took the other concepts of life and we applied that same kind of thought, we would even see a lot more growth with somebody else and a lot more growth with ourselves
0: it that's that's it that's and that's what that's what i think organizing is probably built on is this idea of seeing transformation and i think that that is a pivotal lesson in the arc of transformation is understanding what you just said there i think that i i love that i I think that you have captured uh, an essential just be hard with the ideas but be patient and and gentle
1: yeah. gentle
0: with people gentle yeah. just sounds so when people think organizing whether whatever left right all these things this country that country nobody is thinking gentle nobody
2: uh, we, we try to take on the same behaviors of our oppressor sometimes and that doesn't get us very far like that level of thinking has what is what's killing people's spirits that have made them be able to do some of the things they've done mm-hmm. you want to walk around soulless i don't i want to have the ability to have compassion but when you start turning yourself like that, you lose it. Mm-hmm. And that, that took some time. All oh, the other thing would be just be open and be like humble, humble to be open because we're always learning. Like I think sometimes folks feel like they have to have all the answers right now. You don't. They think <laughs> they have to, um, like your ideas will change. That's okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like the ideas I used to have back in the day were trash. Okay. Straight homophobic over here. It was straight you know, transphobic right here. Like, when I think about former self, especially growing up in certain spaces, oh my gosh, so thankful that that parents and I, there were a few videos of me saying things, they all got deleted. Thank the Lord, you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. then I would be that for, for, forever and always with some people, but that's not who you are. Be open to learn from people. So when you're trying to talk to people and don't always act like you just know all the answers, because you don't, in a conversation, I like at this point, just listening to people I got an idea, but I want to hear
0: yours. And that's even good to extend the opportunity for someone else to be open, right? And change their minds. Because if we approach people as those ideas, kind of back to what you were saying before, is like, then you don't give them the chance to grow, right? You don't give them the chance. like, So it's almost like you should be, be sure to measure yourself in a humble way and consider that humility, not a reason that you should be elevated, but that you should elevate and be patient with other people. I think sure that that is so powerful uh, when you talk about the transformation that could come at the societal systemic level and how that is uh, represented and manifested in our interpersonal relationships Paris we have taken so much of your time and I just appreciate you for staying on Uh, I don't even know yeah what to say outside of I love talking to you love you thank you so much for coming out this has been incredible Next episode, you won't want to miss our conversation with Stacey Patrice. We'll explore her work with Rebuild Foundation and get a pulse on her personal projects. Follow us on Instagram at curate.curiosity and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts to get more information about upcoming episodes. You're listening to Loteria by Bardo. You can find more music from Bardo on Spotify, Tidal, Apple Music, and SoundCloud. To get more Bardo music, merch, and updates, visit whereisbardo.com. You can find a link to his page in the show notes. I'm Dietrich Hunter, and this was Curate Curiosity. Thanks for listening.